you woke up this morning, it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day. So get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. And if you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. And if you woke up exhausted, it's still a good day. Because you woke up, so get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a plane, on a train, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. And in this week's episode, we explore Little Thistle Brewing in Rochester, Minnesota, taste their Brave Woman Scotch Ale, and learn about the history of this thistle-inspired brewery. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. I almost got through that. I said brewery, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll just keep rolling. Brewery. So uh, let's actually. So I went down to visit my sister, and mm-hmm. uh, she lives in Orinoco, Minnesota, which is about twenty minutes. Well, it's a little bit under twenty minutes from uh, Rochester, Rochester. Um, home of the Mayo Clinic. Home of a lot of my family. Yep. So if you are listening to this outside of Minnesota, Mayo Clinic. Yeah. That's really all you get yep. uh, for Rochester. I mean, there is like the city that sprang up around it. So there's, you know, a mall and there's some other stuff. There's also a college. Yeah. But there it's, is a Rochester campus it, for it, University of Minnesota. That's true. Uh, but it is, it is very and much And it's a teaching like, hospital too. Yeah. It's very much Mayo Clinic and yeah. the things that support the people that work at Mayo Clinic. It's an internationally renowned hospital. It is. It really is. It attracts people from all over the world to visit it. Because they do a lot of cutting edge stuff. And yeah, they, they have do. some of the best physicians on the planet. Mm-hmm. And its roots are actually as a religious institution, mm-hmm. which is kind of bizarre to think of. It was founded of a... by an order of nuns, basically. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was founded by an order of nuns. I learned about the history when I started going there for um, oh. for some stuff. So I was listening to a uh, like history of uh, of. Imp- influential women on npr the other day oh really and they talked about the like order of nuns that kind of forced uh dr mayo and his sons and partners to kind of found the um the the clinic that became the hospital that became what it is today kind of thing well uh women are kind of some of the inspiration a little bit behind uh behind the brewery that we're tasting behind little thistle brewery um it's a very family focused um brewery okay um in fact the beer that we're tasting today is brave woman which is one of uh i've been told is one of their flagship beers this is a scotch ale which means it's going to have a little bit of that peaty flavor a little bit of that peaty uh peatiness on the nose so aaron why don't you go ahead and give it a pour since your hands already smell like beer since you popped it open yeah i popped the top and i spilled a bunch of myself yeah we have a crowler here oh wow listen to that asmr I poured way too much for myself. Well, you did one. give yourself a nice heady pour, though. I did. So it'll settle itself down. I'm proud Remember of that to tilt pour. the glass, Aaron. Thank tilt you. Tilt the glass. More tilt. Tilting. I'm there t- you go. Oh, you're trying to get more of the foley. I'm trying to get more of the foley. I'm also trying not to spill it. Ah. <laughs> uh, the thing we've learned today is Aaron is not good at pouring beer. You know, I'm out of practice. You are out of practice. Well, he doesn't, you don't drink a lot of beer. I don't. So. I used to do a really good job of pouring That's beer. That's good. So, um, a crowler is a, is for those of you that don't really want to like take home a a growler. 
And the nice but you want more than a can. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing about a crowler is it's something that you can share. Mm-hmm. Um, it is 26 ounces of beer. And the cool part about a crowler um, is that, you know, it has a greater shelf life than a growler. So, like, if you really like a brewery and you're, like, traveling, you can take a crowler home and it'll, like, keep in your fridge for a while. Like, a growler, if you if you pick it up and you take it home, it doesn't have as long of a shelf life as a crowler does. Is a growler more like a couple days, maybe a week or two? Yeah, because it eventually loses its... Um, carbonation. Uh, yeah, it's carbonation. Okay. Mm-hmm, because you can seal a growler, but it doesn't it doesn't perfectly seal. And it doesn't really reseal. Yeah. And it's, a growler is usually... Well, a growler doesn't reseal at all. Well, but... yeah. Um, but a growler is not, not so much of a, like, a one-time through, unless you're sharing it with a lot of people. It's true, yeah. Because most growlers I've seen, they're what, like a gallon or something? They are, yeah. yeah. A growler is 60... Well, it's not a gallon, it's 64 ounces okay. of beer. Either way, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of beer. Yeah. And it's much more... Then you can get through in a general sitting because most people that are going to drink more than 64 ounces of beer in a single sitting are not drinking craft beers. Yeah, well, and a growler is actually meant to be like basically getting a pitcher to share with your Mm -hmm. friends. That's what a growler is really intended for. Or it's meant to be enjoyed like over, you know, a couple of nights or something like that. Okay, That's kind of why you get your growler. Oh, there you go. I do like uh, I like the idea of the crowler where it's like it's two beers basically to it well if yeah it, if actually you're thinking 12 ounce yeah cans mm-hmm. it's just over two yeah and some crawlers are 30 i think they're actually 32 ounces rather than 26 but okay. i'm not sure we can do some more research we'll do some more research short, on that notes. we'll put in the show notes aaron put this in the show notes okay i will all right so let's go ahead and take a nose okay there you go maggie you got our nice nose smell on <laughs> I'm what getting, do you smell? Uh, I'm getting malt, so I'm gonna do the uh, the every other the the one side uh, sniff. Ooh, uh, my left nostril you... is plugged, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting nothing. I get a little. It's oh, I get a little bit of that. Like, there's a little bit of that. I don't know. It's like a like a mossy kind of yeah aroma. I'm still getting malt. Yeah, well, you will get malt. It's I mean, beer. It's, it's like all that I'm getting on the on the the nose right now, though. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. There's a hint of. I think there is though. There's a little hint of that moss to it, or like a little hint of that, like some sort of uh, like herbish, yeah, herbaceous something. And the color of this is definitely dark. There's oh, like a hint really of an dark. amber amberness to it, especially when you hold it up to the light. Mm-hmm. You do. There is a dark like red color to it yeah um but it is it is a it is a deep but it's it's a deep translucent it's not quite Mm -hmm. opaque exactly all right let's go for the flavor all right i'll let you go for the first taste here aaron Hmm. i was not expecting that to go so smooth yeah and i'm not getting the weird back palette is this a nitro nope it's not this is a scotch ale this is a scotch ale yeah so these are these are brewed these have are brewed to have a different flavor profile than a lot of the other ones we've tasted on this podcast mm-hmm. these are more in these are brewed to have uh like more of that like well i mean by their name scotch flavors mm-hmm. so they're they're intended to have more of like that oakiness um a little bit more of that, like, um, that was sitting on three. like smoked quality to them mm-hmm. sometimes. 
Um, I just took sip number three, and I haven't been hit by anything that makes me like yeah. not want to deal with it ever again. Hmm. This is interesting. It's very like strange. This. Yeah, this is very strange. It, you know, your your reaction might not be that as as that maltiness as as you may think. Yours might be a like more of a specific like hop varietal instead. It could be because this probably uses more of those like earthier hops. Wonder if it says. Well, we can look at their beers too. Yeah, we'd have to. Does it? No, let's check out the beers on the website and yeah. see if it t- says. Because this sounds like, this, so. This to me, it sounds like the type of place that would tell you which variety of hops they'd put in something. Yeah. So this one uses. Uh, oh, I clicked on the wrong one here. It popped up with. Yeah, it popped up a second one. Yeah, when I clicked on Brave Woman, it popped up with the wrong. I wonder if I just click on Brave Woman if it'll pop up with the right one. <laughs> it keeps going. All right, so the website was being weird. There we go. Okay, so yeah, no, um, um toasty malt character with notes of chocolate, caramel, and toffee, named in tribute to head brewer Steve Finney's great great grandmother who saved fifteen fishermen in a storm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Uh, it does not say what varietal of hops they use. Yeah, and that's that's not surprising. I mean, if it's your flagship, you know, you probably don't want to talk about that that's as much. True. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. the more info actually pulls it up. But probably not, because that says one sick IPA. Yeah. <laughs> and that defi- this definitely does not have Centennial Hops in it. Huh. Mm-hmm. But um, it was... This is really good. Um, so yeah, I can, I can definitely... Oh man, I spilled. Hmm. I spilled so much. <laughs> so what do you, what do you get in terms of flavor? Okay, so I'm going to go back and try for that. Now that you're past like your initial amazement on the flavor, not initially. Like I'm terrified of rolling it around on the tongue too much, but... I feel like we can explore now. Okay. Um, I get... There's an earthiness, and I get some like some chocolate notes, oddly mm-hmm. enough. And I do get the malt. The malt, the, the most prevalent, like prevalent thing. Yeah. For me. But it's still like it just tastes like a kind of brown liquid. I guess. Okay. It's really weird because I usually it's easier to pick out notes when I don't like yeah. it. Do you get uh, caramel? Um, kinda. Okay. Um. I, I'm more. I'm more still in like the the throes of the amazement <laughs> that it did not uh, give me the visceral reaction that it usually does. Yeah, or that beer usually does on the no, show. No, I mean, I, I think we could consider this one uh, a like. I think we can consider this a like because that that was sip number four, mm-hmm. and um, I and I've finished most of that taster. I didn't get their name, but uh, this this kudos to the the bartender at um, Little Thistle for recommending this one for wonderful for you. Um, did you did you ask them like I've got a podcast partner that yeah. doesn't really like beer? Give yeah. them something. Well, no, and yeah, and I basically explained like I love letting you taste beer because I make you pick out mm-hmm. like flavor profiles even after you get past like your initial <laughs> dislike of it. When I'm sitting there and I've got like the old man whiskey unhappy face thing mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Well, and they asked if you liked uh, if you liked you know the if you liked you know malt or uh, the or weirdest thing is it's like or... the more of these that I've tried, it's always the really dark varieties mm-hmm. like the nitro porter is still yeah. a porter and the other like i think the other nitro 
that I had. Well, okay, so now that was no. I'm trying to the one at the state fair. Yeah. That, uh, that your spouse had me sip mm-hmm. after the weird birthday cake concoction thing. But no, most that I have enjoyed have been really dark, really heavy kind of beers. Yeah. And not the like typical light, fluffy things that everyone considers to be more sweet. Which yeah. is really weird because my palate is like I usually lean sweet on my palate. Right. Well, um, and I think that actually might make sense though, because a lot of times when you're trying to design like a beer, you're mm-hmm. trying to overcome the sweet character of beer. Oh, well, that makes sense. And um, a lot of like the traditional varieties that people tend to like mm-hmm. are the varieties that are meant to overcome those, like an IPA mm-hmm. or like a you know a double IPA or like a, <laughs> um, a triple IPA. <laughs> Yeah, but like, the, I mean, that's why hops are kind of initial, I mean, part of the preservation, but also to mm-hmm. counteract the, our bittering agent to overcome that sweetness in beer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, like, I've tasted a lot of drinks on like different cocktails and mm-hmm. spirits on this show and in my life, but I'm still the guy that like, when it comes down to it, I will be, grab a pitcher of like off-brand Kool-Aid and put vodka in that. And that's going to be what I drink that's for true. the evening. Yeah. Because it's easy. And we talked so much, we spent so much time on this podcast talking about like how great it is to add complex flavor. And then there's the like every day where I'm like just lazy and I'm like, I could, you know, I could go through and make another dark and stormy or I could like, you know, craft another old fashioned in a glass. I could just put vodka and Kool Aid and call it good. I mean, yeah, like uh, there, like two, like a few episodes back, we made our own uh, simple syrup, or not simple syrup, but our own sour mix. for yeah. a cocktail and then you know a few episodes later like we talked about how we really love chicken nuggets yep yep <laughs> anyway or, or we did uh last episode we had uh we had eggnog with uh bubba's uh secret stills brown liquor <laughs> that's true which was super tasty it really was <laughs> I, I have a confession i actually drank some of it last night <laughs> I do not blame you at all yeah. for that because I like because I remember when I when I started adding like uh, just Bailey's or uh-huh. or any sort of like Irish cream liqueur to uh, to eggnog it was like oh it just adds a little bite but the uh, the spice of the Bubba Secret Stills really makes everything pop better for me so I will definitely be going back to yeah. that I don't so know why um, I feel weird about that right now because we had a whole conversation about it but yeah no you shouldn't feel weird. So, um, Little Thistle is community minded. They, uh, they have, they have like, they have a a really great space. They have a a great like back room that you can, Mm -hmm. you can actually like, you know, rent out for events, um, for private events. They have a great game space. They have like, uh, they have a NES classic. Um, oh, nice. They have a foosball table. They have like one of those sh- like bar shuffleboard things. And was this your first trip down there? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was my first time there. My sister took me. Um, uh, every Tuesday night, they have free dog night where if you bring a dog, you get a hot dog. That's amazing. Yeah. So imagine, you know, bringing a dog and... Which seeing, you have. Well, I do, but I would never actually bring my dog because my dog doesn't have... Uh, doesn't know how to ignore social boundaries, <laughs> respect social boundaries. I mean, Wicket stuck her tongue in my mouth earlier today when I went, when I got here and we were talking about episodes. That's true. Yeah, that's my dog. She doesn't <laughs> understand things. I mean, I have cats. They don't understand personal boundaries either. It's mm-hmm. like, why are you moving? I have pu- I've chosen to sit on you. Yeah, they have like they have really sweet. Like I mean, they they have really sweet like uh really like great community minded ideas, and mm-hmm. it, it's pretty cool. 
you know, and they're they're not, um, they're, you know, they're still a relatively uh, new uh, facility in their, or they're relatively recently in their kind of their new facility. Um, you know, they they just opened um, last year in in the facility that they're in right now. Oh, nice. And um, it's kind of cool, like to have that great large space and brew beer like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's an outstanding. Are they, ramping, space. are they ramping up in scale then? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Do they have uh, do they have distribution deals or is it all pretty much still straight from them? Um, that I'm not sure about. Um, does it say um, does it say like in shop where you can purchase things in let's different see. locales? Yeah, let's see if you can find them. Or is that just like shirts and merch? Yeah, I think it's just merch. That cooler looks nice. It does. They have some real their um their merch looked really really comfy. They had some. Really comfy looking hoodies. Ah, speaking of comfy hoodies, <laughs> segways are amazing. They are. Um, so I did get our samples or yeah. my samples for our merch, uh, and I got uh, the regular hoodie, the premium hoodie, and a regular long sleeve shirt. And I, I wore the premium hoodie over here, and it is super comfy. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit lighter weight than I was expecting, but it is still really warm because I've already had to take it off while we sat here recording. That's good. Yeah, they, um, let's see. Yep, they look like they just, yeah, they just sell, they just sell it to go right now. Okay. Um, they don't have any plans to can or bottle for distribution. So, yep, they're just a local, uh, local brewery. Got it. So, um, you have to go and see them. You, um, and you I highly... have to go to Rochester, Minnesota. Right. And well, and I highly recommend it. Like Rochester is a really cool place to visit. And from, you know, from the Minneapolis, St. Paul metro area, it is not that hard to get to. It's a really it's good straight day down trip. 52. Yeah. It's straight down 52. It takes about an hour, hour mm-hmm. and a half, depending on how fast you're going, how many, yeah. how much you, how much you have to stop. Um, but you can make a good day of it. You, you know? really can. If you get, you can stop at the Cannon River Winery on your way yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to Loon Juice. You can go vi- not a Loon Juice. Uh, Four Daughters mm-hmm. is the name of the actual vineyard. <laughs> um, orchard. Orchard. Sorry, you can go to Four Daughters <laughs> Orchard. Um, oh my gosh, we're forgetting. You can go to uh, the place we covered uh, it a th- few episodes ago. And why am I blinking on the name of it? Um, the the cidery. Keepsake. Keepsake. You can go to Keepsake Cidery on the way down in Northfield or in Dundas. I mean, yes. You can go to Keepsake Cidery on the way down. They're a little bit off the beaten path, but they're worth stopping at too. If you're doing like a day trip, yeah, that sounds like a really that's a great day trip. The only the only concern that I'd have at that point is like you have to limit your consumption everywhere you go. But you or, can also just go straight to Rochester and spend the night because there's plenty of really great things to see in Rochester. That is true. It is a fun town. Most of my time that I spend there is just going down to visit family for holidays. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like Christmas Day is a popping place where, like, where tons of things are going on in Rochester. I mean, things are going on. It's yeah. just my family needs me more. So you're going here, right? Next time you're in Rochester? Yeah. <laughs> I probably like. I mean, to be fair, most of my family would be really excited to try everything there. Yeah. And if they found out that I had a, there was a beer there that I would actually drink, they'd lose their minds. That's great. <laughs> there actually is another brewery that's a real short distance away from here too. Which one's that? Um, I forgot the name of it, so okay. I should not have brought it up. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'm... we'll talk about it later because mm-hmm. we uh, we have 
time left to talk. We don't have that amount of time left for the episode. Yeah, but I do want to mention um, that not only so the other the other things that I tried at Little Thistle, um, they do they do have an exp- they do have a really great um, coconut stout too. Oh wow. The coconut stout is excellent. Um, it's the wake me up before you cocoa. Yeah, it's a great name for it. Um, it's got this great flavor of coconut. Um, a, the the like the chocolate pops inside of it, and it just it, it tastes like toasted coconut. Hmm. Um, I actually re- I liked this brewery enough that I actually have two extra crawlers of it in my fridge downstairs. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, that's the whole point of of traveling to a place like that. Uh huh. Because you're not going to be like just going making a run down to uh, uh to Little Thistle every time that you oh, I just need another mm-hmm. need another couple beers because you've got total wine for that. <laughs> yeah. Now it, it, you know me. I love sours. You do. I do love my sour beers. You love your sour. Do and they have a sour that you enjoy? They have, well, they have two. Um, the oh, one nice. that I really actually kind of found. Um, surprising is the Med City Beat. Okay. Is there beets in the Med City Beat? Uh, yeah. It is a, uh, it's brewed with, uh, freshly pressed beet. So it's not, it doesn't have a high alcohol content. Um, but it, it says it, there's ginger in there too. Right. Uh huh. So it hits you with ginger and, uh, it tastes like, it tastes like this kind of fresh, like sweet it almost it almost has a sweet flavor to it huh. there's there's like there's there's sourness but it almost has a sweet beet flavor to it as well it's a sweet and sour yeah it's like a sweet beet and sour hmm it was delicious i did a i did a flight so i tasted a bunch of them that's usually the best way to go yep mhm and if you're looking for something that's just kind of like an all around the dug is a real great like all around lager the dug yeah do, 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 do. We're do, not do, gonna do. get sued, sued right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they have so yeah they have they have a lot of really great beers beers they have really a lot of great beers on tap. Oh, beers on tap. Beers on tap. They also like I I so as somebody who used to work in the events industry and like had to keep track of other places the event calendar that they have up on their website is amazing it's clear it's color-coded and it's easy to read and that makes me super excited Mm -hmm. and the cool the thing that i find kind of neat is it doesn't look like they have like a ton of like food trucks i mean they have they have food trucks booked for sure but at least from experience it kind of looks like the they're like a couple of the things that they have are like pop-up restaurants almost that are coming in huh which is kind of neat to see at a brewery like a lot of times you just see like the same like five or six food trucks just circling between breweries but that's probably just my experience with the breweries up in minneapolis yeah well and then like the only one that's consistent is saturday is always true smoke barbecue right but everything else is kind of alternated Mm mm-hmm and it looks like there's, you know, it's something for a couple of weeks, something else for a couple of weeks. Yeah. They have trivia every Wednesday. Yeah, trivia mafia. Trivia mafia trivia every Wednesday. Yeah. So if you're in Rochester, you want to go to that. But if you're up in uh, the city's area, you should go to the Alamo Draft House on Wednesday nights. Exactly. So you can play with me. Wednesday nights is an important evening for trivia. It is. It's when I host trivia mm-hmm. at the Alamo Draft House. That's why we don't do recordings on Wednesday nights. It's true. No, um, it it just it like it feels to me like this is a real good 
This is a real good. <laughs> this wow. is this is a real good. Yeah, this is wow. My <laughs> put my, that on a T-shirt. Just this is a real good. This is a real good. <laughs> In our estimation, this here is a real good. This is a real good. Um, <laughs> we're just lose. This train is just falling off the tracks as it we really speak. Is. I'm drink some more of this uh, brave woman. I really i I like. Uh, that this is one of those places that is very just committed to craft. Because mm-hmm. especially with the whole, we're not, you know, they're not bottling for sale and they're not shipping it to, to bars and restaurants. They're just kind of doing their own thing there and like selling crawlers and, uh, you know, small batches. Mm-hmm. Like, I I almost hope from having enjoyed this that they would do something just so that they could get in a couple restaurants. Um, but I almost respect them more for just kind of like being low and growing slowly Mm -hmm. exactly yeah and i think i think that that is going to be a great this it's going to be amazing because i mean they they have huge they have a huge facility facility uh well at least in terms of what i could see you know and it it, it's just like it's just going to keep i think they're going to keep making better and better beer especially as they continue to partner with so many different breweries i mean they they've, Mm -hmm. they've done it with dangerous man um let's see let's go back to their beer list here uh yep dangerous man uh they had a they had one with uh uh another one uh fair state brewing like you know i love the collaborative spirit the pills in your name the jagged little pills yeah that's amazing oh my word and they're doing a schwartz beer i can't wait they're doing a schwartz beer they're doing a baltic porter and a belgian wit or white wit it's wit or wit and it just depends on who who says it Yep, exactly. And who? No, it just depends on who brews it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and who's stuck up enough to pronounce it? I, I, every time that I think of Europe and the W, I default to the V. Yeah, well, no, and I say wit. Mm-hmm. But um, there are some brewers or some people that do it as a wit. So okay. you know, it depends on where you go. Potato, potato. Exactly. So, Aaron, mm-hmm. I do. Uh, I want to. Uh, your final thoughts on the Brave Woman Scotch Ale. So now that it's kind of warmed up a bit, now that it's warmed up, I get uh, I get a lot more caramel on the nose. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, it I'm almost terrified because I'm like really close to finishing this, yeah, and I haven't had that moment of grossed out, and I'm like scared it's gonna come now. Yeah, I get a little bit more toffee now that it's warmed up a bit. It's still just smooth. It's good. It's it, the malt is more pronounced again for me. Yeah, but I still, you know, it's just like a smooth, chocolatey, caramely yeah. kind of thing going on. So this might be your good. This might be your malt blend. You I might can, like those Odie malts. I can I can deal with this. Yeah. So we'll have to get you a rye beer next and have you try one of those. All right. I think that's that'll be that'll be the next challenge. Although that's not going to be what our next episode will be. <laughs> You're gonna going to hate our next beer. I think. <laughs> um, we anyway. Will find out. I do have to say, uh, my favorite thing about our merch that yep. we have coming up, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you need to talk for a minute. I need to talk for a minute. So, the thing is, we talked last episode about the This Is Not Alcohol mug. Yes. It is live. It, it is, is live. An option, and it comes in like 12 different colors. Yes. I'm so excited about that This Is Not Alcohol mug that I might end up gifting that to a bunch of people <laughs> for Christmas, but I feel like they might get mad at me for that. Like, oh, I'm really glad you gave us this this mug of a thing that you do. I'm I'm honestly in the same camp right now. Yeah. 
Like that and carb donation to my belly, which I'm currently working on the design for. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I have a mock-up. I just haven't quite figured out. Uh, I might we, I might actually get somebody to do like a, a drawing for it. Okay. Uh, or if I might go with iconography. I haven't quite decided yet. Either way. Do you have opinions things. on that? If so, you should get in touch with us by leaving a comment on our Facebook page or by emailing fans at travelbyproxy.com. The Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. And our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jarris, copyright 2015, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixture.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we wish you a look look out your window. Walking with you and your moving peace stones and your rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces, all the people that you love.